0: On this eve of my 68th birthday, I speak the word trust. I was born 68 years ago, tomorrow, in the sense of in the middle of the night, as the night turned toward morning, the first daughter, second child, my older brother Michael was born several years before me and then a girl, and then a boy. So my father and mother gracefully lived in trust the years up to my conception, through the gestation and birth, and never after that until they returned into the heavens and their bodies fell away, leaving me in trust here upon the earth to embody the virtuous principles, the humility, the great gifts and the challenges imparted to me through them, their souls, their hearts, their lives, and the cells of their bodies and their ancestry into the next breath, the next moment, the next morn, the next dawn and day, into the next night, and after as many breaths as I am privileged to live upon this earth, and you, and you, and you, and you and your ancestors, and your spouses or partners, or kin, or progeny, or colleagues, or friends, or neighbors. And so the word trust, in whatever language we're speaking, is probably the least present virtue I experience in the human race. We come forward And we remember the great mystery that we can't remember, so we don't trust it. We enter the present moment then slightly holding our breath and slightly or greatly withholding ourselves from the present moment, which Venerable Thich Nhat Hanh, now in his mid-90s in Vietnam, calls present moment, wonderful moment. Trying to get us to entrust our breath to eternity, everywhere and be so deeply present in our soul and heart and the cells of our body and our virtuous alignment that the next breath comes forward nobly, virtuously, as living prayer, as living practice of tradition of the present moment, and of an aspiration of the divine, of the sacred, of that which is holy, prayed and practiced through our breath into our causation and thoughts, and the way in which we represent in our body the dawning, the life that is ours to live as a gift back to God, to the universe, to the whole of creation, to all beings, and so, what occurs that causes us not to face the dawn? I would say an inadequate experience of the quiet inner state of heaven and a lack of experience of entrusting that quiet inner state to one another. I was talking with Blaine earlier today. We've worked together, it will be 36 years at the new year. And we have the most rare experience of a quite comprehensive trust in one another. If he or I should make an error, our hearts are not disturbed with one another. We are like innocent friends in early childhood playing together in the fields of the Lord. So if I cause a disruption, let's say I spill coffee or Tear a piece of paper accidentally. I would say, I'm sorry, pal. And he will answer immediately, it's all right. But we're not parodying, we're not posturing. We are embodying, willingly, directionally being turned heavenward side by side in comprehensive trust in the Lord, in God, Father, Mother, Great One. state of being, universe. And in that, we would form a vessel together like twins, receiving a symbiosis which never fails to answer us. It might be that we meet a homeless man and give a shirt to him. It might be that we plan something for a journey, teaching, And he turns to me and says, Beth, you're you're cold. And he just quietly stops the vehicle and goes back and gets one of my shawls out and brings it to the front of the vehicle and hands it to me. There is a caretaking of the body of God everywhere through the mystery between us in God. This is so exquisitely beautiful it always is dawn. Every breath is dawn between us. And in the dawn is not the knowing of what the day will bring, it is that we are turned to the dawn every breath, in each of ourselves, and then with the great privilege of such a love between us, that we are turning in the same direction. And the faith in this and the hope, the aspiration, and the love, and the prayer and practice of this has taught us to entrust ourselves into that next moment, no matter what we're facing in the world. So the joy that this brings and the meaning is beyond anything I can say. I can simply practice it with plain. So I would like to talk about it in a parental manner because I think it would behoove us to become human beings, every human being, all of the human race, who are facing the dawn together. Let us say that we simply have not remembered how. Let us remember now. When one is conceived and the mother becomes aware that she is carrying a body of a baby within her. She undergoes many experiences. Primordial movement, mystery, sometimes great fear, immense protective dimensions of embracing the child in every level of her being to be safely brought to term and born out of her body into the world. And then she carries that baby forward all the breaths of her life or of the baby's life, should the baby die before her. And so if we ask a mother, what is it you're experiencing, it would be hard for her to describe the state of what God or the universe have imparted to her as freedom, love embodied, responsibility, And this mystery that is the dawn. Here, daughter, I have placed dawn in you. I have also placed dawn in the father of the baby coming. So the two of you are studying this as individuals, a woman and a man, and a baby coming. So the woman and man are turned heavenward every breath then. In what they do and don't understand, what is present, the ancestry from which it arises, and what is coming. And if we pay attention to this, every breath, every moment is dawn. Every breath, every moment. So if a person said, but I'm not pregnant or I can't have children, or I wish I could have children, but... I have to move in this way hoping that a baby might come or I could have a child in this manner. And No matter what is happening, we have a child, we're physically pregnant now, we were pregnant 40 years ago, we can't have children, our sibling has children, our uncle has children, but our, our mother is unable to have a second child so we're the only one. We tend to go into the arguments of righteousness or indignation about what is or isn't happening that is about power or control or projection into the future safely, knowing what we're going to do based upon what's happened before. So I spoke of this earlier in the, in the previous recording. We come forward into the present moment based on the ancestry of how we might survive all the predators. And then we either slightly or passionately and intensely become a predator ourselves. I will be here and I will be in control because I don't know what the dawn will bring. And so we actually miss the whole direction God is facing. Which is the mystery of the dawn to us, not so mysterious to God, or the mystery of the universe's light coming, the mystery of the universe's day coming, oh, the mystery of the secular humanist dawn, the secular humanist who doesn't want to speak of God could say, well, in the cosmos, here is the human being, I'm still breathing, oh, I see dawn is coming. And if he or she or they try to be predatory and control of everything, I go, you you missed the dawn, you know, you're what's the point of even being alive? Well, because I made more money on the stock market or I still got that person out of the way so I could get the job. I go, well, maybe it's not your job. Maybe you were supposed to help them. And they could say, well, then how could I pay the rent? Or how could I buy a new house? Or I go, I you know what? I don't know because that step came after the lesson you were supposed to embody. And every time you fail a lesson of why you're here, I get enough. Every time your neighbor fails a lesson of why he or she or they are here, you get enough. We we all go back into reform school and say, oh, Okay, another breath, another prayer, another humanist aspiration, another movement forward, another moment. Okay, now could we all face the dawn together? And so, for those who face the dawn in a purity of the soul, in a goodness of the heart, in a virtuous alignment of noble principles of the spirit, one is as a human being, one is facing mystery and one is also facing the discernment of all aspects of one's ancestry. This is very beautiful. And one is also facing what one doesn't know from history and doesn't know about the planet Earth or the cosmos. And in facing that and calling God forward in that, God will answer you every breath, every moment, everywhere, always, as his daughter, as her son, as their child at play in the fields of the Lord. And then through that mystery comes a knowing, where in the next breath, as the breath is taken into your body, you actually enact through your cells the dawn. Oh, present moment, wonderful moment. And if someone asks you, what are you doing? Well, that's stupid. Or why are you doing that? Or they try to control things by grasping at what is it you're doing so I can be dominant over you? Or what are you doing? Are you trying to dominate me? They've missed the point. Blaine and I are doing this together. I and he are doing this together. And yet there's Blaine and there's me. There's me, then there's Blaine, and yet there's we. And then there's everything and everyone. So there's the individual, but there's also the collective of what is beyond oneself. Always acting. God always acting in you, but also in you in relationship to the soul and heart and life of another being a sequoia tree, a bluebird, an English robin, a Mongolian or Tibetan eagle. Oh, well, but I, i well, you, you and the eagle, the Chinese eagle, the bald eagle of North America, the golden eagle, a European falcon, Oh, we, we. And then the next breath is different because you're not feeling that you're being killed, abused, harmed. You're being born into the dawn. Oh, God has birthed me through my mother and father. And God is birthing me every moment of dawn in him. Every moment of dawn in her, every moment of daybreak, of consciousness embodied through the breath into me so that my cells represent this. And only then do we actually know what we're doing. Oh. I, I know, be still and know that I am God. There's this beautiful old phrase, be still and know that I am God. Not me, Beth, be still and know that I am God. All, that That all around you, all within you, whoever you are. And then it opens you up as if you were the Holy Grail, that the Christ force might be realized among us all as one. A perfect dawn.